Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Black Lake Podcast. We're back. Yeah. I hope everything is well out there in the land of the photo living. We're like, we're in it right now. I think people are shooting. People are, you know, making images and kind of, you you dusted off your, uh, I'm still dusting off my sleep. (laughs) It's a little earlier. But you've dusted off your, uh, your, what, what do you call the the off season what's a good word for the photo off season mm. like your uh, uh hibernation sounds a little too too cozy because you're not really hibernating you dust yeah. off your uh but i want to like put two words together mm, you know okay like you're dusting off your uh, like your creative i like creative nation no creative hibernation creative hibernation yeah I like, that's yeah. actually i feel like a pretty good an- analogy i think yeah. a lot of us like get fully out of the creative mode in the off season and just like focus on business crap or whatever stuff like that or yeah. just hang out or just watch Netflix <laughs> and, and relax because sometimes when you're in the season you are working way too much like you're fine working all hours of the day and you know depending on how you've got your thing set up and all that so it is uh, it is nice to be here um, yeah dude what are we what are we going to talk about today well, we were going to talk about the uh, your sister's third wedding, which I, I keep saying, but oh yeah, her, it's her third celebration. Yes, we, we, t- yes. we talked about that last time, but uh, we did talk about that last yeah. time. But um, we talked about what was going on, and now it's on that there were some developments. Well, uh, the wedding happened. Yes, yeah, and <laughs> <So> there, <laughs> <laughs> there were some developments. It's like no, everything's fine. Yeah, uh, the wedding happened. I, okay, so I think the only thing I want you were asking me before is like, how was the wedding? I was like, dude, I want to save it for the pod. The wedding was amazing. I think me shooting the wedding as a wedding photographer and as her older brother was interesting. You know, I, I loved shooting it and I don't think I would have had it any other way. Um, but it it did bring up a lot of questions for me because I was shooting the wedding, I was getting these images and there, obviously there are these moments where as a wedding photographer, you fall into just taking pictures you know, you, you're you're pretty much just doing what people do with an iPhone. Like, you are just taking pictures. And then there's another side to it where you're taking photographs or you're making imagery. And I, I would hope that I always fall into the photograph, the, the imagery side of things. But I, for my sister, for some reason, I know what she likes. And sometimes you just want pictures of people's faces. That's easy, it's nice, and it's pretty. And she likes that, too. I, I know that she would like it. Um and so I, I felt like I was doing that and I was just taking pictures and we, we made some really great images. I don't get me wrong. I we're as wedding photographers, we are really great at taking really great pictures. It's like stand in the light, you know, boom, portraits are awesome. Uh, but I, I, it's funny. I was shooting and I wasn't really feeling much and it's my sister's wedding. So I was like, huh. Um, and then, uh, we were in the limo and we were all, I was with the bridesmaids and I randomly just took a photo of her and I looked at the back of my camera to see what it looked like. And it was just a nice photo of her. She was on her phone, but just like the light would just bounced off of the inside of the, the, the light of the wall of the limo really quickly. And dude, I started crying like, but I, it was so interesting. I started crying from the photo that I looked at and not from not from real life not from anything that happened in real life yeah 
she got into the limo. We're all talking, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just looking at the photo. I was like, oh, no. And I started crying in the limo with all the bridesmaids in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, why are you crying? Because nothing happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally and, nothing happened. Right. Yeah. Nothing happened. Um, and we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, on the other side of that, there was, like, a really tender moment during uh, during the wedding where it was like, listen, you know, she, my, my little brother, it was, the wedding was pretty cool. My little brother uh, was um, the officiant. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. And he also made the cake. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I'll show you a picture of the cake. I feel like your like, family is so, so like, eccentric and awesome. Like, yeah, no. You're, your brother's making cakes, you're making sourdough. Yeah, no, it's... My brother, he's uh, he's going crazy with all his little talents, and so it's good to see him kind of spread his wings. And the wedding, the message was awesome, like all that stuff. It was pretty great what he did, what he said. And but he said this thing. My my dad died a few years ago, so he went into like, uh, hey, Joanne, to my talking mm-hmm. to my little sister. If dad were here, this is what he. And I was like, oh, you know, this is one of those times. This is, but I was also shooting. Right. And so I had to, like, not feel that moment. I felt it, obviously. I, I was like, oh. But I wasn't fully there because I had to, like, think, oh, no, I need to get Joanne's reaction to this. This is an important moment, like, yeah. for, and this is my job to, like, go and photo- document this. And no, like, slight on my sister or or whatever. I, I wanted to photograph it. And so, and my other brother also photographed it. And so there is, it does bring up those, like, like, oh, like, did I, uh, how much, how removed am I as a photographer? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I could have taken, what are my options? Uh, I could have taken the route of not taking that photograph and just being like, no, this is too important to photograph. Yeah. You know, sometimes like during a prayer or some, there's some things like, I don't know, may, maybe do you think there are some things that are too important to photograph? I, I, I think that's a weird sort of uh, spot to, to, to think about. And then, um, and also, my other brother photographed it, but as a good photographer, I make sure that there are no cameras in the images that I'm taking. Right. And so it's so interesting that there would be only a few photos of me, you and, your brother, me yeah. and my brother, you know. Um, and I mean, there were times where we got out there, and uh, and I'm sure we'll be in the photos because there, or there was a video guy there too, and so he would uh, take video of us too. So. We're not going to be out of the memories, but it did bring up a lot of like yeah. ideas, you know, mm, like anyway, so anyway, so I, I, I thought a lot about, uh, why that first instance happened. I was like, Oh, why did I cry when I saw the picture of her in the limo? And I, I, I think that I boil it down to, okay, for me, uh, obviously, I, I think about punctum and stadium and sort of these deeper ideas for photos and like uh, punctum being uh, there. This idea that something in a photograph punctures you and stays with you, and this is what one of the things that make a photograph good. Uh, and stadium being something that is universally appealing, and so or has a universal uh, response. So, like uh, a puppy looks like. Uh, will make everyone smile, right? right? And so everyone's going to be happy when they see a picture of a puppy. Happiness, stadium. Uh, these are these Italian words that Carl or Roland Barthes uh, talked about in his book, Camera Lucida. Anyway, um, and so I thought, okay, th- this is my punctum. Something about this pierces me. 
and uh, and it really stayed with me. And I looked at the photo. It's like that's how I want her to be. I could tell really quickly. It's like that's how I want her to be remembered mm-hmm. in the still. And so the photo does this thing where it not only it, for somehow it stepped away from being a picture and into the realm of being a photograph. Maybe even only for me because it's not necessarily an amazing photograph, like technically. But it has a thing in it that pierced me because I was like, that's who she is. When I saw it, I was like, that's who she is. And also, that's how I want her to be remembered. And I don't think anyone else would have, would, any other photographer would have known that. Right. Because I know her so well. And she was on her phone and my sister's on her phone a lot. You know, <laughs> like, that's a big part of it. But it's also beautiful. There's a little wind coming in from the other door that blows a little hair. And then mm-hmm. the light bounces and she looks nice and there's the photo and it's, it's something else. And I, anyway, that, that's kind of my photo, my photographer response to shooting mm, my yeah. sister's wedding. That's right. A couple things, a couple questions. Like I'm curious about, well, first, cause this is your th- sister's third celebration. Yeah. Cause you, did you go to the, their civil ceremony that they had in Georgia as well too? I did. Okay. I photographed that too. Okay. Yeah. So, but you did not photograph their wedding in Nigeria. I did you photograph did? the so wedding in Nigeria. So you shot all their weddings. I've shot all of them. All their yeah. celebrations. All their celebrations, yeah. yeah. Did they have a another photographer at their Nigerian wedding? Or a local photographer? Anyone else who was just like, no. besides you? Well, there are a lot of people shooting. A Nigerian sure. wedding can be a little bit like an Indian wedding, where uh, the license that you have as a photographer seems to... Uh, extend to everyone yeah. <laughs> so everyone is shooting sure at, at, for family for everything everyone is shooting which is another thing we should talk about at some point because uh, man i hate it when other people like you're going to do portraits and other people come and like follow you oh i know gosh it gets on my nerves i'm trying to work on it but i'm just like you guys are like they shoot over your shoulder i've had people stand right behind me and this is like at an american wedding where we're just like in a field and people just come stand right behind you and shoot. And I'll just say, uh, I'll put my camera down and say, oh, well, you know, you shoot. And I'll just wait, you know, or, you know, I'm trying to be professional. I'm like, okay, you, you go ahead and do it. And I'll just wait until you're done. And they're like, no, 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 I'm just getting different things. And I'm like, Ugh. no, you're getting worse things than what I'm already doing. Yeah. That you're going to tag them in when they're not looking at the camera. And it's going to look terrible. And asking me the first thing that people see on, on yep. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. This is what the photographer did. Oh, it just, I don't know why it bothers me so much. I th- anyway, oh, I do. We should, well, we, should, we should have a talk about, and have an episode about like the random pet peeves that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I have so many pet peeves. <laughs> and, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've, you've photographed all of your sister's celebrations, mm-hmm. which I think is actually, I think that's really interesting because I, I've actually started, this is not even family, but I've started to say no to like, almost every friend oh, really? inquiry, yeah. Because I, I feel that tension where I'm like, I wanna just not feel Experience like I have to yeah, it. I wanna I wanna feel like I have to like be capturing this and like, working on this and because I feel like there's that that is definitely uh something I feel is like, oh I, I need to uh be focused on what they're doing and what's being said and I have to like be like dialed in hundred percent. So I think it's interesting that you but that I mean whatever. Um yeah. so I think the thing I'm curious about is just like the ability to turn off, like because I feel, I feel for a lot of weddings, it's I don't know the couple necessarily super well, mm-hmm. so I don't have a very tight emotional connection to them necessarily, and so if things happen, I feel like I I don't feel like I um, 
need a moment for myself to like right. be like, oh, I can engage with this. I can just like dive in and, and shoot stuff. So if like someone has a tear, like boom, you jump in there and you yeah. go. But I feel like in this situation, there's a lot of emotions that are also personally tied to you. Mm-hmm. So how how do you feel like that you manage those things to be? Um, yeah, because I feel like that's, yeah. like, that's a okay. So on on a lot of different levels, I think for one, um, as a brother. I wouldn't have necessarily been in a lot of the situations that I was in. So it also gave me access to the getting ready as a brother, like my older brother, he walked her down the aisle, but he wasn't, you know, there for the getting ready. Dude, I feel like every time I talk to you, there's another brother. He's like, Oh yeah, that's my other, other brother. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have three brothers and I make that four now because Joanne's married. And so he said, a is, uh, welcome to the family. Easy is what I call him. Nice. Yeah. So you, uh, you have three brothers, two three, sisters. Three brothers uh, by blood and and two sisters. Okay. Yeah. So we have right. a big family. Yeah, yeah. And then one brother's officiating, one brother's another photographer, and then there's you. That's those are the three. Yeah. And the officiant. The three Jaja boys. Yeah. And okay. the officiant uh, made the cake. Made the cake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like made some. Uh, he made some uh, macaroni and cheese for. <laughs> Just for the Americans, because we had a Nigerian food at the wedding, so he was like, "I need to make something for the for Americans." And was his, it like all Nigerian food and like mac and cheese? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like the Nigerian food had like there's a lot of different like portions and so or types, and so it was like a buffet style, and so it worked well. And some people only ate the, the mac and cheese because they're afraid to yeah. eat different things, but it was so good. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, that that's actually really interesting because I I think sometimes I think about that for I got, I shot a really I shot a friend's wedding but I mm. shot it with my friend Gene so it was a, some my some of Hillel's and I's good friends from from college and so um, Hannah the the bride had asked me if I would be willing to shoot it and I said I'd like to shoot some of it but I said I really want to shoot all of it I really, like you guys are really good friends mm-hmm. uh, I said but my buddy Gene is amazing and I'd be happy to like shoot with him um, I said I would just do that you know so. Gene was the main shooter, and then I, I shot. I basically was his second shooter up until the ceremony, and then I then I bounced. Yeah. Um, but that meant like I shot some getting ready stuff with them, and I was like, man, this is kind of cool because I get to, I get to see these, some of these things that I wouldn't, wouldn't get to for friends' yeah. weddings. And I, you know, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of this, you know, like Hannah and I, at least in this case, were we were RAs together in college, and her husband, like Chris and I, were really good friends, and and so I feel like I don't. know, There's a lot of things that I, even getting ready stuff. I was like, yeah, I feel like. We're, we're pretty close and it's cool to actually be able to be here because this is actually pretty limited to actually gets mm-hmm. to be here for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that really is interesting. I think about that even when I'm shooting weddings for people that I just clients that I, I don't know as well. I'm like, man, this is, you know, you kind of get to know people really well. Oh um, yeah. It's the most, it's most special day and you're the, uh, you're with them more than the whole their, day. Yeah. more than their friends who flew across the country. Yeah. This random dude yeah. or woman is with them, which listen, if you're good at your job, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, but I, I see the, disparity there between like your friends and like yeah well your and vendors and another question that i had for you is this like this idea of like the value of an image because you looked at that photo and it struck you but you also knew what need to necessarily know what to look for because not like you're looking for that shot sure. but you once you saw it you knew what it was right and so you're like oh this is i need to shoot this yeah whereas i feel like other people have those reactions if they're shooting a wedding based on like the light or something that's non-related to who the person is it's just sure. like this looks pretty i'm gonna shoot it right. or it sounds like your response in the limo was like this is actually a moment it's joanne 
Yes. Yeah, that's it was Joanne. There's a moment with Joanne that's like real, and I need to photograph it. Which is like, it's not so much. It wasn't about the composition of the light, and those things mattered, of course. But sure. Like, so that well, don't get me wrong. The composition, and everything, what and the light was good. Right. Um, right. I mean, come on, you know come what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He's not messing around, no, yo. <laughs> uh, but uh, you're right. I I think. But you suddenly like you felt the image. Like everything, like not only was the light and everything good, but like no, this is like this. It all kind of aligned perfectly because of what you knew beforehand. Sure, I know who she is. Normally, a cell phone in that's uh, doesn't for me doesn't make an image pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I'm taking a portrait, I will ask you to put your phone down. Yeah, I will. Like, yeah, typically if a client has their phone, I'll, I'll put my camera. It's down. just kind of like ah, put your phone down. Yeah. And my both of my sisters love their phones, and I love my phone. It's it's a thing. It. Phones are a thing, and it's a, the way we experience the world. And so, there has to be a way to make that um, that nice. And I'll show you, and I'll show you that portrait later. And also another one that my brother took, and both of them have cell phones in them. But we're just—it's just like oh, that's who she is, yeah. you know. We took proper portraits of her, but you know what I mean. Um, and and so normally I wouldn't have taken the picture. I would have been like, oh, she's just looking at her phone. Like it's not going to be good. But for some reason, I, maybe it is because I know her, or I'm just working. I'm trying to get a good photo, and I was just like, "All right, I'll just take it." Boom, and and it worked out. Um, but it was funny. Somebody was telling me, my friend Alana was telling me last night. She was like, uh, "Isn't it weird that we look at our phones so much? Like we're always looking at our phones, but never once have we had a dream." With our phone in it, or have you had a dream with your phone? No. I think when once we cross that threshold, maybe some people have, you know. And Blacklight, get back to us if you've had a dream with your cell phone in it. But they're like, once we cross that threshold, maybe then will the cell phone be a thing of nostalgia? Like at that point, maybe it'll be something that we can say we can put in pictures and it won't stand out as like, Oh, you have a, a, a black square that's just yeah. filling up negative space in the photo. That doesn't look like anything. It just looks like you're looking at your cell phone. Like, yeah. and it doesn't look nostalgic. It looks like you're, I mean, it can be nostalgic depending on what's on it. I have a, a few, couple photos, you know, of like people taking pictures yeah, yeah. or, or, uh, people, uh, Skyping or things like that. But there's no, for me, there's like, it's really hard to make it look great. You know, I'm not going to put that on the front of my website of a, someone looking at a cell phone picture. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, there are a few, but you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, I, I hope that it comes soon because it's like we, the whole dream part. I don't know if people will actually dream about it, but isn't it weird that we don't dream? That is weird, but I've never thought about that. Did you see the movie Her with mm. Joaquin Phoenix? No, I didn't see that one. It's it's really good. It's, it's not really related to that, but it is related to like this element of like... Uh, uh, AI and like AI becomes rampant mm-hmm. and um, everyone has their own personal like AI and he kind of like he falls in love with his AI mm-hmm. and it's really really fascinating and like people are people are in the film people are out like he's out like with his camera like selfieing the video but like yeah. talking to his AI and he's like getting like a hot dog at a hot dog stand <laughs> and it's like he's like doing living this like life in like selfie mode uh, at some points like purely for this like machine. Con- yeah, for for like a for artificial half sentient yeah. construct. But like, yeah. other people out there also doing the same thing. Like out and it's like people like you know they're talking. You know, you see people like walking the street talking their phone. Right. It's like people doing that, but literally only talking to one person, and the yeah. person isn't real. And wow. it's like this, like whoa, it's kind of it's crazy. Like 
Yeah, um, no, dude, we have to be, I feel like we have to be careful. I, I love technology and the advances that it offers us. Like it off- offers us so much extra time and ease in life. And so hopefully we have time to like, uh, do other things and develop more things. But the thing about this technology is that it sucks time. Like every other technology that we've had, I feel like as we're advancing, it makes things easier for us. So we are freed up to do other things so we can advance technology. Right. But this technology, that's the only, you know, uh, qualm I have with this particular technology is that it doesn't make, it makes it, it, it is made for you to be consumed with. Right. And we are consumed with it. And so it takes up of our, it takes up our real estate of, you know, of growth. Mm. And as opposed to doing anything else, we're just looking at it. You know, we're looking at Facebook. And it's so that's the only reason I don't like them. Or, I mean, it's, it, it's a regressive uh, technology for, for in that space for me. But obviously, maybe it'll get better or it'll just be better at integrating into our lives. And so it will make us, it will make things easier eventually. But right now it's too consuming to be like right here on our, in our palm that we have to stare at it. Once it's in a space where we can do other things while we're doing it, maybe that'll be the, maybe that's the route to like making that, because uh, it's not stopping. Right. You know what I mean? The like phone singularity. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has to happen. I mean, you know, maybe Google Glass is the way to go or, or whatever it is, but it's not stopping. People are going to be connected. And I think it's awesome when people are able to disconnect for a certain amount of time. But, but dude, it's like, it's a thing. And it's, I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, anyway. Anyway, yeah, that was a little, a little side tangent about tech. But, um, yeah, man. I know. I, I think it's, it's, it is really interesting just like the idea of photographing friends and family because I think you are, you see things. Differently, yeah. you see, you've seen them maybe as they as they should be, sure. or as they. Because that's why I think, man, we talked about this about on the podcast before, but I feel like there is a level of like, um, authoring moments that aren't actually true. Mm-hmm. Sure, and I feel like if you don't know the couple as well, then you are more or less like going to make up things that just look good. Not that, that it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it isn't true, but it means that like there's an element of being like, Hey, this looks good. Let's do this. Whereas I think with some that, you know, it's, you're more likely to like keep things true to the persons, the people that, that are, that are there. Yeah. Like, you, you have to make assumptions, uh, based on what you know, right. It, you know, mm-hmm. all the time yeah. we're always doing this, but when you're shooting someone else's wedding, they're trusting you to make those assumptions well and right. we're good at it. And that's why they hire us. Um, but you know, yeah, you're right. For my sister, there are photos that I wouldn't normally take that for her. I know she'll like, right. and I will definitely take, you know, like, and it also taught me that. Okay. So we've talked about this a little bit, but I also, okay. Another way that I shot someone's, my friend's wedding, one of my best friends, I was his best man at his wedding. But it was kind of like, am I not going to photograph you at all? And so what we did was 30 minutes during portrait time, I photographed them. And the lead photographer was like, cool, do your thing. And that photographer sat and didn't do anything. And I just took them and walked around for 30 minutes. And it worked out. You know, I didn't post the photos really anywhere. I wanted them, you know, it was for my, it was for them, Yeah. but it worked. And so that, that's another option depending on, you know, normally people have contracts, but uh, the photographer was cool with it. He was like, yeah, "Yeah, do your thing. Or she actually. Um, And 
then, but for my older brother's wedding, I didn't shoot it. I had my friend shoot it. I don't remember what I was going to say. I, I went off on a tangent, as I do. And then you you lost the trail. And then I lost the circle. Well, while you're we thinking about the circle, I think about that. So Hillary's brother Hayden's getting married in September, and me and him are really close. Yeah. And he lived with us for a while, and now he's in Minnesota. And so I'm not shooting the wedding because I, um, but I shot the engagement photos, and even that kind of thing is like, yeah, it's like that to me was actually really cool because yeah. like, I got to hang out with them and spend like time with like just me and them which mm-hmm. and just hang and like go plays and do some stuff together and have fun and I feel like it was and I think just like knowing like hey I, I, get, I know you guys both as people now um, and it's just a little I can just like dive into stuff and I feel like I feel like that also too like I feel like when I shoot engagement couple or engagement photos or just even portraits with a couple I feel like you kind of like see, I always like walk away thinking like I feel like I experience something that, like very 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 few people in the world sure. have experienced with that couple yeah I think it's always like a really cool experience. So it's cool to have that with family. With yeah. family. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because now I remember what okay, I was going to say. Not that what you said didn't impact me, but. Uh, um, but, anyways, Levi, uh, here's yeah, what I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just get that out of the way so I can say what I was going to say. <laughs> it was uh, it's a liberty. Okay, it's the way that I shoot. Okay, so we talked about on the pod before uh, client experience. Mm-hmm. And so when I photographed my brother, um, for his engagement shoot, that's why I remembered. Um, I took a lot of liberties. I was just like, "All right, man, we're gonna do this, and let's walk over here, and then run over here, then do this." And I even played with those liberties because he's my brother. Right. And so I was like, "All right, guys, what I want you to do is look up. Now look down. Now look up. Look it down." And I wasn't do- taking a photo. I was just telling them what to do. <laughs> then I laughed at them. I was like, ha, 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 "I have all the power." Um, and they laughed. And it was fun. Then I got a photo, but. Um, it was things like that where yeah. I was just like, oh, f- I I told myself for my brother or for my clients, I want to shoot them, <clears throat> excuse me, as if I was shooting my brother. Yeah. I want to, because I got great photos from that. I was like, I want to go all out all the time. I want to yeah. make baller photos for them no matter what. The difference is my sister uh, isn't as mobile. Uh, and so I have to, we had to just take a photo where we could make them right for family photos. She sat down, you know, that's just how we worked it. They were also amazing. And so, uh, from that wedding we had where I tried to make that, those clients go down that hill. Remember I talked, we talked about that a little Mm -hmm. bit. So they went down that hill and I was like, I'm doing what I would do if they were my brother. But there is an element of client experience that I have to think about is I want to be able to make the best photo, even when they're just walking, two feet right or when they can only go two feet and so for my sister i did i did i thought about that she can't go so far and so when i was taking the photos the idea is make the best photos that you can with the client experience like my client impact as minimal as possible Mm -hmm. and so that was it's like a it's i don't see i don't know if you see the different uh the different sides to that but that was my thought after shooting my sister's wedding it's like all right how can i adapt this and put this for my clients moving forward is both, I want to do both. And I have clients that will do both and recognizing who they are. Like some clients want to go, you know, miles. Right. You know, and it's both sides are still good. Is okay, we went miles, went to the top of a mountain, and we got this amazing photo. We went to the place and did the thing. And equally as good is we walked to, we walked into the reception site or, and took a photo in the reception site. Right equally as good. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be 
the same level of in, or, uh, creativity and uh, punctum and stadium and all the things that make a photograph unique need to be applied to both situations. And so that's kind of where I am in my photo awakeness. And I'm photo wokeness. Yeah, I'm thinking of the, <laughs> the hibernation thing. I'm still trying to tie that back in. Anyway, okay, yeah. Uh, let's, let's take a little quick break. And we'll come back and talk about some commercial photography. Commercial photography. All right, we'll be back in a sec. And we're back. Hey. Hey. So, yeah, pod within the pod. <laughs> this is like an hour later. <laughs> that was actually a break. Yeah. Usually we're like, let's take a break and we'll maybe get some water and we come back in like two minutes and like shoot, start recording. That was like... That was very long. A legitimate break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. All this stuff. All this stuff. Um, commercial photography. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, whatever, we'll just move on. Yeah. <laughs> ah, we're changing lanes. We're changing course here. Okay. Uh, so, I'm actually really curious, all Black Lives listeners, to, um, to hear from y'all. How many of y'all shoot commercial photography of any kind? And by commercial, I literally mean um, work that you get paid for. That is for basically any company. <laughs> basically, it's not a wedding. Not a wedding that you get paid for. Not port- not family photos, not maternity. You know, just like a company is paying you to do some. It could be headshots. It could be um, brand stuff. It could be lifestyle. And lifestyle literally just means like not in the studio. It could be in the studio. Anything. If you shoot commercial work um, and that's like something you make money off of, and I'd be curious to, to hear about it because I just, yeah, I'm, I feel like this podcast typically hits with wedding photographers yeah especially in commercial photography do you have to also sell your uh copyright stuff as well uh it depends like there that's the thing is like i feel like i feel like um when i started doing a bit more commercial stuff i feel like i was starting from scratch because i feel like the whole world itself was entirely different than it was with weddings like the weddings you have an entire culture with people like of who's who and who you need to know and the connections and the, also the what's in your contract and all the all the regulations and all the rules and you move like an like you move like five degrees into commercial work where the imagery could look have the same look and feel and emotion but then the rules are all different who's who is different the clients are different the output is different what you're delivering is different the contracts are different um and so I feel like that's what keeps a lot of wedding photographers, I think, at least this, I won't speak to everybody else, this is what kept me out of commercial work for a long time, is that I wasn't sure where to start. Hmm. And I felt like, I, it felt like starting from scratch. I'm like, I might as well, like, this feels like I'm starting an entirely new career, not just like, you know, it doesn't even feel like, yeah, it feels like I might as well just become an accountant mm-hmm. because it, it's so different. Um, so that, <clears throat> that has been a, uh, that was a, something I think is really interesting. I think we don't, I think there's a lot of fear around commercial work that keeps people out of it because of those kinds of things. Um, like for example, licensing, like if you work for a brand, you are shooting photos for them, but you're also kind of licensing the models that are in the photos or if there's people in the photos, like for example, you might shoot photos for a brand and let's say the brand pays like $20,000 for a campaign. It's very possible that those photos are literally only good for, 12 months or for six months or for whatever long uh, it's licensed yeah. for because the images might be licensed and you have to renew the licenses possibly with the models that are inside of it, depending on the agreement. And there's all those moving parts that are really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. And so you have to turn around really quickly and then they don't always use the, they'll only license the photos for 12 months. So you still own the copyright, but they license them from the, typically from, yeah, yeah. typically from whoever owns the releases or has the releases and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
when that's like that's not always the case like the case can be different across the board like all those things depend on like on if you're working with a modeling agency or what your agreements are with the models or with the photographer um like that stuff could vary case by case you know it's and even the turnaround time like um we had shot a campaign in february that the photos won't go live until october so mm. we can't we can't show the photos until yeah. october you can't even talk about them, probably. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. we can talk about them and stuff like that, but, like, it doesn't, but it's like, yeah, like, we can't really show it because it's, yeah. and that's like, it's interesting because you're under these, like, NDAs, you're like, things, hey, like, the release date's this date. Once the client publishes the photos, then you're also allowed to publish the photos. Okay, cool. Um, what but, about, like, uh, your creativity? Do you feel like that's uh, hampered at all? Can you ex- express yourself more? Uh, not hampered, hindered. Hindered. Why did I say hampered? Because I was just folding clothes. That's probably why. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I kind of, I guess I, I kind of believe that across the board, if there's a client involved, you are going, your creativity is going to be Hampered. softened. Okay. Hampered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think that's just the way it is because the client's always going to come back with their ideas as well, whether it's a wedding or, you know, a, a a commercial shoot because they're going to have ideas of what they need and what they want. And you're going to have to like kind of fit into that stuff. And typically you might shoot that stuff still. It's creative and maybe they'll take a shot or two, but most likely they're going to come in with what they need. Like we need this unless like you can carve out a niche of doing crazy stuff. And then they come to you and say, whatever you do, we want that. And I actually think that you can do that, but you have to be making a large volume of personal work, mm-hmm. which I think one of the things that I've learned in shooting a bit more commercials that like I need to be continually shooting personal work i need to be shooting portraits or whatever i want to be shooting for myself for yourself just to to get your just to kind of get my a look out there and say this is my style this is Mm -hmm. what i shoot this is how my stuff looks because i think once people see that then they come back and say oh like just do this Mm -hmm. um which is ultimately what i want to be doing but you've got to earn the trust more or less i think that's the same with weddings still too you got to kind of earn the trust yeah um that upside down photo that you did yeah bro that was dope Thanks, man. Man, I saw that. I was like, man, Levi's doing the thing right I'm now. I'm working. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love and it. And that's like exa- perfect example. Is like I, I hired a model. I like paid her. And um, there's a new studio. Have you been to Realm? Actually, the Amethyst to Realm. Dude, it's no. actually super close to here. It's at 38th in New York, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so Realm is a. Uh, if you're in Denver, I'd check it out. Amethyst Coffee is there. They're open from 8 to 2. And in the back is a photo studio, like a full-on natural lights photo studio. Um, you can bring in your own lights if you want. And uh, they had reached out to me and said, hey, I, I know the people that ran it and said, um, if you want, we'll give you some time in the studio. Just, like, do your thing. Awesome. Um, so I, like, I hired a model, and I just ran some ideas. And, yeah, and that, and I did that, and it was a personal sh- personal shoot, and just for fun. Just, like, we, I want to make some yeah. stuff and see what happens. And that's the kind of thing is, like, where I feel like I'm finding that footing to move on to uh, – and hopefully that I, we can pitch that kind of work to the clients. But do you want to keep your your wedding work and your commercial work separate, like separate Instagrams or um, even your personal and your wedding and your commercial? Or what do you? I don't know, man. I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I think like it's not fully dialed in. I think I want I want clients that hire me to know. I don't. I'm not necessarily trying to hide that I do wedding work, but I also want all my even my wedding clients to know. Like, hey, I want you guys to think more outside the box about this. Like, not, I don't want to just fit into a simple box of like what wedding photos can be, could be. Yeah. I want them to kind of have a, and it's funny because I'll get, I think I've kind of posted a lot less wedding work recently on my Instagram, but I still get inquiries and people reference it. Oh, I found you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, cause I think there is both, it's both like some people, when you put 
wedding work on your website, they're like, oh, he's a wedding photographer right. or she's a wedding photographer as opposed to an editorial or they might think differently about hiring you if you only do, if you pigeonhole yourself. Right. But maybe that's changing. I think like, well, I think you know, those things are, it depends. Like, so for those that aren't, aren't familiar, my buddy Josh and I launched a commercial photo studio called Set, S-E-T-T. Um, and we're posting a lot of our stuff on there. We're growing that following. We each have all of our personal handles on Instagram that we post on. But I'm kind of like, if sets what we're trying to grow is like our commercial hub, then like, if I don't, I'll just post non-wedding work there and just keep posting whatever I want on my, whether it's non-wedding or wedding or whatever, and I'm a personal one, like who cares? Um, that's more like people who want to follow me personally and then like our commercial studio be like, just that's the commercial stuff. But I don't know, man, like, have you ever thought about dabbling in commercial, like commercial stuff or like, what are, what are your thoughts around it? Cause I feel like you're also a wedding photographer and I feel like I'm just curious to know what other wedding photographers are thinking in regards to commercial work or just other work outside of weddings. Uh, yeah, dude, if you'd asked me this two years ago, I'd have been like, no, weddings are what I want to do. Um, I also have just started doing my own more personal work. Um, that's one thing actually, I, I'll just quick. Brief pause and interrupt you there. Yeah, you I, just want to say what you want to say. No. You're not even listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've, I've always respected that about you because you've always done personal shoots. Even yeah. like, I feel like, and I think that's, that has always been like, man, like, it is always out there working, which I always love. Yeah. Continue. No matter what, I always want to like make photos. I love that part of it. And so I, for last year, I think I was like, do a photo shoot every week, no matter what, you know. And so I don't always do a photo shoot every week, but I'm trying to do something every week. In the season, that's a little bit harder. And so, like, even the other day, I posted a photo of someone in the shower. <laughs> I was in here. I was in this shower and down here in the basement because uh, it was raining outside. I wanted to do something with water. And I was like, just come and we'll just jump in the shower with your umbrella and we'll make a photo. And we ended up just talking for a long time and then making that photo with her in the shower with some goggles that I bought for my dog. Uh, and, and I loved the photo. When, we, when I got, I clicked it and I, I was like, I think that's the photo. That was like... After all, that was after probably an hour of shooting all this other stuff in the shower with the umbrella and all this other ideas. And then the last photo-ish was like, I was like, hey, just look to the right. And, oh, there's the photo. I, we found it. And it was so dope. Uh, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, I'll keep that in my portfolio forever. But it was very just like random. Like I called her that day. I was like, hey, you want to go do a shoot? She's like, sure. And it started raining. And she came over. And I was like, oh, let's just, just jump in the shower. And she's like, okay, cool. And it's like, it was so fun. Um, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, commercial work. I am very open to anything and everything photography right now. Like, I don't, I will say, I think for a while I was like, no, I do weddings and that's where my mind is. But shooting for myself, it, it lends, it's like flexing a muscle. It's like I'm working out. And so now when I'm looking for the portrait, um, I think we talked about the Mm wabi-sabiness or the just so-ness of an image. I can, I can get there easier because I've been flexing that muscle so much that I'm very quick to, okay, just do this, you know, whereas, you know, you're in that creative hibernation if you're not doing other things. And so when you get back to shooting weddings, I think that's still like where my mind works is like, I want to talk about love and talk about the complexities of this, but my mind, but I can flex the muscle of just creating imagery so much faster. Like for example, that shoot we did in there in the bathroom, it took, probably 45 minutes for us to get to the one photo that we wanted. Right. Um, 
But at a wedding, I don't have that liberty. So I need to work that muscle out so I can get there faster. Um, And so, one, knowing that there is a just-so-ness and, like, okay. And then, like, I think the last photo I posted on Instagram, that was one of probably 300 photos that I was looking for something totally different. And then that photo presented Mm -hmm. itself. And I was like, okay, that's the photo. It's just of two boys, they're brothers, and... There's a for me. There's a little just soness, mm-hmm. and it's just he does this just so, and he swoops this, and it's it, and so I think if I can find commercial work that wants that, then cool. Yeah. I think there is a a, a world that that needs it, um, and that uh, so I I would be open to doing mm-hmm. you know. I think stuff for magazines and things like that. I think our, the magazine photographers do that really well. Yeah. Just find that sort of just so-ness and, or, and it's just right. It's just somehow it's, it's correct. Um, I actually, that's what I should say, the correctness. Um, and so I'm very open to it. Is there fear? Um, no, I think there's just, I'm not educated in that world. You know, just like you were saying, mm-hmm. I just don't know where I would start if I was to be a commercial photographer. So right. I don't know. It's like who, do I, who do I talk to? How do I get jobs? How do I get, yeah. Those yeah. are all scary questions. Yeah. Yeah. What, what were your, some of your, I guess, biggest roadblocks in sort of... I'm, honestly, getting, dude, I feel like even just getting personal shoots in the calendar was a roadblock for me. Okay. I think like as soon as I was able to start getting more per, like portraits out there and the work that I wanted to be creating, I was seeing things come back in almost immediately awesome. I just had to showcase that like I could do this yeah and I think that was the biggest thing is like I I, um, I did one shoot I'm trying to think of, I even forget like what it was oh I maybe I put a call out and said hey I want to do some more portraits and this one girl reached out to me she's like I would actually love to have you shoot portraits for me for my business so I shot stuff for her and then I kind of like snowballed into other people doing stuff and now it's probably like like once a month or so, but like doing like some kind of like more creative portraits. And mm-hmm. people are say like, Hey, I want like something creative in portraits. And I think like in some way that's like, Oh, that's kind of scary. Like super open-ended. Like what does it even mean to be creative? Right. Like, like what, what, you know, everyone's like want something unique, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm trying to, but I feel like even just the, like to your point of flexing those muscles and saying, okay, I need to put parameters around this. Once I create parameters with each client, then I can better operate inside of that. Um, versus being like, the, just do anything creative because that's that's kind of like, I don't think I, I don't work well in that way. Uh, I'm just having of having no limits. But you think, don't work well having no limits. Yeah. So you need the parameters. I need the parameters to like know. help me know like how can I work inside of this? Yeah. yeah. What am I working out today? Right. My legs. My yeah. right. Yeah. And um, but I also think that I've gained so much more confidence just shooting personal work when I have like, if I'm shooting with like portraits and there's no time limit or if I have like two hours to shoot and there's no, cause I think a lot of us go into shooting weddings or I go into weddings just thinking like I have, I want to get this shot and this shot and this shot and this shot. I already have it kind of worked out. Like I want to get these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually those things don't always happen. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. But if I go into like a portrait shoot where I have two hours to shoot and I have literally zero photos that I like am supposed to get necessarily, like, I'm just like, I'm just here to make whatever happens. Just go. Yeah. Like I think it has helped me trust my gut more to know, like when I walk in a situation, I, I know more or less if it's good or not going to be good. Like, sure. Um, or to create, that's what we do as wedding yeah. photographers. We go into a room and you, you have to create. Right. Like if someone says, we can do nothing but shoot at this space. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll make, we'll make I'll it. not just take pictures. I'll make photographs right. in this space. Like imagine me in this small bathroom. Yeah. I was like, I'm about to make a picture in here. Like, and we did it. And mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's easy. I think you have to, you have to do, 
I, yeah, you, you have to just keep shooting. You yeah. have to shoot a lot. But I think also it helped me recognize that I kind of already know what more or less what's good and what's not good. Like sure. that, and I think for me, I'm like, oh, maybe this would be maybe good, maybe it's not. I think I have that, that tension. But I kind of know, like, when I was shooting with this girl, um, with this girl, her name's Jess, um, I... I you know set up a shot and I kind of know like this isn't the shot mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes we like well I'll just take it anyways I'll be safe with it yeah and I think I felt that sometimes like it's not that not great but I'll just take it yeah and I think I know like this is not this is not the photo yeah. and I think we when I know how about with a wedding client you're like well they might want this photo or maybe it's just a safe shot or mm-hmm. you know who knows I just think whatever but I know like this is not one I want to take but I feel bad maybe like saying like no this isn't working um, I've gotten better at that over the years but with this I'm like nope this isn't working we're going somewhere else because I already know looking at this exactly that's not what I want that's I think I've, I've called that recently answering my objections mm-hmm. in time so I've been working on that with my portrait shoots I was just shooting Francis the other day mm-hmm. And it was interesting because she, we, I, I think I get there a different way than you, but she yeah. was like, what do you want? And I was like, for this shoot, I actually don't know yet, but I'm just going to answer all my objections audibly. Right. So I would say, it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Don't do that. And my goal here was to take 10 photos right. for over the hour or something, just to like know and look at the photo and say, okay, now just do this. And, okay, you need to raise your knee an inch, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and answer the objections that I see. I think that's what we do as photographers yeah. very well, is we know, is, or the good ones, and we learn to say, well, that's incorrect, and, yeah. and that is correct. Mm. But we take, that's good. The cameras are so good that we're able to, we, we do it too often. We shoot it, and then we look, and we're like, oh, that's not right, or we look later. But answer the object, objection in real time. Like, mm-hmm. I see that happening Okay, you need to do this. Oh, that little thing's in here. Okay, let me move this. And then 10 minutes later, right. okay, photograph. And anyway, so I was working on that uh, last week, I think, and uh, it turned out well. It was yeah. like, okay, this is a different idea, but that's how I get there is like yeah. I want to be able to an- flex that muscle, answer the objections mm-hmm. very quickly. I think yeah. that's like, that's, for me, the, one of the learning curves too is just been like exactly that. It's like, hey, if I could only take 20 photos, would I take this photo? Yeah. And if the answer is no, why am I still taking it? And what can I do to just get the photo right now? Yeah. And yeah, maybe that maybe that looks good and it still looks pretty or whatever it is. But like, okay, it's a good photo. But like, is it what I want? Mm-hmm. I think that's like, it's good to learn how to answer those questions. Like, is this what I want? Yes or no? Yeah. Because the other side of that is we experience uh a creative atrophy, yeah. right? You know, and the effects of that, I think, are pictures, are just normal cell phone pictures, yeah. you know, where we're just taking pictures of what's in front of us and we let that dictate what the world will see yeah. and what we show. And I, I think our license as a photographer in all of this, the only thing that we bring is our artistic license and we totally give that up when we let creative atrophy set in, like we don't even allow for the world to be changed through our imagery because we're only taking pictures of the world as we see it right before us. And so it is, I think it's like seriously what we bring to the table is flexing that muscle and working it and then making a picture out of it, you know, like our photograph, I, the words are all the same, but hopefully they mean something else. But, um, yeah, no, I'm excited for the commercial side of your work, man. I'm excited think, to see more of your personal work. I actually really like the idea of creative atrophy. I'm glad you said that word. I, think I that's know. Actually really I was good. actually thinking about it for a long time. I was like, ooh, how do I work this thing? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, it's because you got me this coffee, man. It's like kicked in at the right time. <laughs> it was like creative atrophy. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. It's it's the uh, it's the active version of creative hibernation. Creative hibernation, you're literally doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Creative atrophy, it's because you're sleeping. Yeah, but creative atrophy, you're letting the world go by you. Yeah, go by and be out of it. Yeah. Just, yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's the. Uh, it's the it's the worst, gosh. Because I think you feel it at weddings sometimes. You're like, what do I do? Oh my gosh! Like every, you're, and you just start taking pictures, and it, you'll fall back into okay. I can walk. I've learned to walk, and I can, I can throw the ball. You you'll mm-hmm. walk back into doing the actions, but it, it's it, it's a horrible feeling at like your first wedding. You're yeah. just kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> all right, this is gonna be not great, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, it's like okay, I got the kiss shot. And then I, I tilted my camera or, you know, you do some, you just run into your, your old habits. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. you just do the things that you know, because you haven't been practicing mm-hmm. doing other things. Right. You haven't been. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's, it's fairly annoying to get the wedding back and to be unexpired, uninspired by your own work. Right. Because you're doing, you've shot this the same way that you've shot anything mm-hmm. else and you're, you'll, you know. And you know, I think like, and this is, I think there's maybe this is going to be, uh, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I think it is an interesting thought. Is I think, oh, here we go. I do think with weddings though, there is, granted, if you're known for being like wildly, if you're like Jeff Newsom, where you're known for just like crazy stuff, mm-hmm. I think people hire you for that. Um, if you though have a pretty like, even if it's a documentary approach, um, but like, but you know, but if you know how to create that pretty organically every time. Sure. Um, I feel like it's pretty easy to be like, you know what? They, I kind of already know what they want. Not that you're not going to push yourself, but like you kind of just do what you're hired to do. Like you're there. Like I think I see what they're talking now is like, I'm here to get the shots that they hired me for. They've seen stuff in my portfolio. I will get them as much as I can of that look. That's unique to them, but that stuff isn't necessarily hard anymore. Like two years ago, three years ago, I'd be like, oh man, like this is work. Now it's like, I can kind of cruise their wedding day and not that I'm not trying, but I know what to do. Like I, I feel much more confident in that. Sure. But I think with um, with like a personal work or things like that too, if it is uncharted waters, I feel like it's nice to be like I don't really have anything to do. There's there's not necessarily quote unquote a point of this shoot, so I have to come up with something mm-hmm. out of literally nothing. Where weddings, I have years and years and years of like experience of what I could be doing to just go back and fall into something and make something good that they want, and that's what I'm hired for. Whereas with personal projects or with commercial work, it's like it's kind of uncharted waters. I now have to come up out of nothing with something which to me is a, a very unsettling and uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. but I think it's good because sitting in that uncomfortability is forcing me to say I I, I have to come up with new ideas I can't rely on the things that I've relied on Yeah, and I think in, in a career it's really important to not to have those like wake up moments where you're like okay I, I cannot do things the way I've done them in the past and now I am here, here to explore so yeah, no, it's it's cross training. It's uh, circuit training. Yeah, it's it's the CrossFit, CrossFit of uh, you know. I I think and I think it's awesome when I see people doing it. There's I talked about that girl who was uh, we were gonna do a, a show together, but it's so interesting. She's a lighting designer, hmm. and then she's like doing all this other art that's not has nothing to do with lighting design. But it's crazy how, mm-hmm. like, I saw the work and I was like, I would have never done that. Like, yeah. that's crazy, like, how they put it together. But she's cross-training. Like, like when I look at it now, I'm like, she's, she's doing the thing that I want to be doing in the sense that she is looking at, she's looking at the world and she's just being expressive. So when I think, when I think of photography or pigeonholing myself in wedding photography and saying, oh, I don't do 
commercial work, that's such a small realm of the possibility of my artistic expression. Like, we can do so many other things that aren't even just photography. Like, you know, I'll show you her work, too, because it's, she does lighting design for, like, studio, for, like, uh, do you know Julep? Mm Mm-hmm. Her studio does that, like little things, any pop-up shows, she'll do wow. that kind of stuff, which is so dope. But then the artwork that she's doing this show for has nothing to do with that. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's hard to describe it. But And so I'm like, oh, in what way can I like literally just diversify my expression of my art? Like, yeah. or, or just who I am, or how do I affect the world? In my mind, it has to be through photos. But no, I don't think it does. I think, and that's what, so this cross-training, this creativity, like maybe go to a photo shoot without a camera. Or, 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 not that, that doesn't make any sense, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that like. Maybe just, maybe just go with one lens. Yeah. yeah. Of that, it's the like, camera is a tool. Right. It, it only is an extension of us. It's, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. I'm never only going to take a hammer to a work site. So right. yeah, I want to like be able to do other things mm-hmm. I, I you know and not i'm not saying i'm not going to take pictures i i will do that forever but i think if i express myself in other ways it lends to that whole creative yeah you know like i i can start creating easier and just like being open to to making things and so my i think this year a lot my answer has just been yes if someone's like do you do this I'm like yeah yeah i do that <laughs> and then cuz i, I want to like figure i want to yeah. like flex the muscle i think it's know? so much easier to just say no and then not challenge yourself i yeah. think that that's and honestly like i think in weddings it's easy to like just be comfortable there yeah it is gosh uh man this has been great yeah yeah i think we we talked Ooh. about some stuff we uh yeah, I'm going to put that photo up on the Black, Black Light Instagram that I haven't looked at in a long time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. All right, y'all, we will catch y'all next week. Yeah, and Matt, I feel like Matt sent us a really oh, yeah, great... yeah, Matt Lim. Yeah, let's talk about that next week, okay. too. We'll talk about, we'll respond to you. Because um, I've been actually been thinking a lot about what he said, but um, let's talk about it on All the right. All right, sounds good. We yeah. will catch that next time. All right, peace out, guys. Peace.